It is Friday, April 28th, 2023, and welcome to episode 213 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Lester Munson, NSI Senior Fellow, and joining me are Jamil Jaffer, NSI's Founder and Executive Director, and Jessica Jones, a defender but not an Avenger in the Marvel comic <laughs> universe. Uh, today, we are talking about the meeting between President Biden and President of South Korea, Yoon suk Yeol. Uh, uh, which occurred at a state uh, official state visit this week. It was a state dinner uh, Wednesday night in D.C. One of the things we learned, amazingly, is that the South Korean president has a terrific singing voice, and he did a rather amazing uh, version of American Pie. In fact, I would say better than the original. Also, uh, this week, we learned that the U.S. is changing its nuclear posture vis-a-vis South Korea. Uh, several things are happening. The U.S. is establishing uh, a consultative mechanism with South Korea to discuss uh, strategic questions uh, in the event that there is nuclear hostilities with the North. Uh, North Korea, which, of course, has its own nuclear weapons program. South Korea does not have its own nuclear weapons program. But now South Korea and the United States will have uh, greater discussions in the strategic area. Also, President Biden promised that U.S. submarines armed with nuclear missiles will be docking in South Korea. These steps are seen as a way to dissuade South Korea from pursuing its own nuclear weapons program. So these are we're talking about nuclear weapons. We're talking about the balance of power in the Indo-Pacific. We're talking about one of our most important allies, particularly uh, in that region in South Korea. We're talking about one of the very serious national security threats to the United States and its allies in North Korea. Uh, the role of China is implicated here. There's a whole lot of issues, uh, tied up in this announcement ha- that was, that was rolled out for this visit. So, uh, Jones, I want to go to you first. I am eager to hear what your impressions are of this, of this news development. Of course, I'll kick us off. You know, if we take as a basic premise that every administration seeks to continue nonproliferation, I think this was the best win that the Biden administration was going to get, right? We talk here, Jamil's already, let me finish, is already skeptical. Um, we talk here a lot on the show about the increasing rates of North Korean test and missile testing, right? We, the talk of the denuclearization of the peninsula is basically over. It hasn't worked. We don't, we don't use the same language. And so if I was South Korea, you add in the mix, we have a presidential election coming up. You know, there's a lot of bipartisan, I mean, partisanship here in the States. You don't know if you're going to get unwavering support from the, from the next administration. You know, they, they're scared and they need more security assurances. And so, you know, what they're, if, if they weren't going to get it from the Biden administration, they might have gone on their own route, right? And started, you know, trying to go down the path of their own domestic, um, nuclear program. And so I think this is the best the Biden administration could have gotten to delay proliferation, more proliferation. Jamil, I'm eager to hear your views, but I want to ask you in this con- context, the Biden administration, I think, has a has a fairly nuanced approach to this very difficult question. I think it's it's we're taking some modest steps to be sure. Other steps could have been taken. We could have been talking about putting U.S. nuclear weapons, likely tactical, in South Korea, which was done uh, as recently as the early 1990s. hasn't hasn't happened for a while, but that we could go back to that position. Is this Biden administration approach? better than what the last Republican administration did, which was turn off uh, military exercises with South Korea and engage in very high level loving diplomacy with the dictator of Pyongyang? 
Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's, I think it's crazy that we tried to negotiate with, uh, Kim Jong-un, this, 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 uh, chimeric Trump idea that he could get him to work a deal. Um, the deal actually got worse than the, than even the Clinton administration's terrible, uh, agreed framework. Uh, the deal got worse, uh, under the Trump administration. So I think that was a fail, uh, as well. I look, I think, I think the Biden administration is moving in the right direction. I wouldn't call putting nuclear weapons on submarines into South Korea non-proliferation. That's kind of why I'm skeptical of, of Jessica Jones' points. Like, it doesn't reduce proliferation when you put more nuclear weapons in. But frankly, I'm a believer at this point, look, the, the Korean peninsula is nuclearized, right? And I think we ought to re-nuclearize it with, by putting American weapons back into South Korea. That's going to give the South Koreans real assurance. That will prevent them from pursuing their own program. So while I think this is the right first step, I think until China gets its client state, North Korea, to 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 com- completely give up its nuclear weapons program, something that's not likely to happen. But if anybody's going to be able to do it, it's the Chinese. Um, we should we're gonna we should renuclearize the Korean Peninsula and have our ally prepared to push back. The North Koreans have thirty to forty nuclear weapons already, right? They have the ability to make six to seven nuclear new nuclear weapons a year. Like South Korea is under direct and immediate threat. We have nuclear weapons around the globe. We have it in Belgium, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Turkey. None of those places need nuclear weapons more than Korea. So we should put weapons back there. Jones, what do you what do you think of this idea that adding more nuclear weapons to the situation on the Korean Peninsula will result in a better <laughs> outcome? How do how do you, what's what's your impression of how North Korea and the Chinese and for that matter Russia will react to? Jamil's plan. I, I mean, I, I don't want to say that proliferation is going to come is going to lead to more stability and to more rational decisions by North Korea. I, I don't think that. You, but I also I'm even like further than Jamil. I'm thinking if I was South Korea, I wouldn't I would be I would be moving forward to my own domestic program. Like I want to have power over the button. I don't want the U.S. to like I, I would want that. I would want that independence. So I'm you know, I in you see what three quarters of the um, South Korean population want a domestic program, right? So at some point you might hit an actual threshold where South Korean leadership might actually have to listen to their citizens rather than whatever pressure the U.S. is going to place on them or whatever assurances we're going to provide. Well, that, no, and that's I, exactly- I, Jones, I have to disagree with you also. Hold on, Jamil. I'm going to disagree oh with you also, Jones. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think South Korea actually wants or needs its own nuclear weapons. The U.S. nuclear deterrent is far better. If they develop their own, they risk divorcing themselves from the U.S. nuclear umbrella. That would be a big mistake. It'll roil their domestic politics. That thing is unpredictable. Who knows where that's going to go? I think that's that's a bad idea. One of the reasons I, I like the Biden policy here, at least for now, is that it seems like it's it's threading a very difficult needle. It's not being super provocative like what Jamil wants to do. It's not tilting too far far in favor of letting South Korea go its own way. It's, we're actually doing a big favor to to President Yoon in South Korea, I think, with this with this policy. The question one of the concerns I have is that this might be a slippery slope to further nuclear weapons development in South Korea. And I worry that the president hasn't done enough to make sure he's got bipartisan support for this in Congress. If if he's losing faith on either side, it's probably more likely to be the Republicans, but he really needs to make sure that this is a balanced approach that can be sustainable into whatever the next administration is. All right, Jamil, your turn. I mean, I just, I I, 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 I get what you're saying, Les. I just don't understand this idea that, um, you know, the North Koreans don't want it. They're, you're wrong. The polls actually say they do want it, right? I mean, you can tell the, North, the South Koreans what they want, but I think they know what they want. And I think their, their president has made clear what they want, which is U.S. nuclear weapons back. So, you know, you can, you can tell them that, you can tell everybody that we're doing them a favor. They think this is a step in the right direction, but it's not what they want. What they want is American nuclear weapons back on the peninsula. 
we should give them what they want. Well, I think I think that's uh, let's let's delay that step as long as we absolutely can. It may be that we have to take that eventually, but I think as long as we can hold that off and and slow down the escalation here, that's a good thing. Anyone disagree with that? What, I mean, what, what, when you say slow down the escalation, nobody's escalating but the North Koreans who are building more and more nuclear weapons every year. There's escalation is happening. We don't. We're not. Is, are they going to go faster? Like I don't understand what what's the escalation? Are the Chinese going to like what? What's going to happen if we put nuclear weapons back in South Korea? Nothing's going to change. Well, I do think it's, it's going to continue the way it's gone thus crazy. far. I do think it's crazy to think that if we put nuclear weapons back in South Korea, that there'd be no reaction from the other side to that. What that will they do? Very much seen as, as what will they do? I think, what that's, will I think that's what Les is saying. We don't know what the reaction is going to be, and it could be okay, really but, catastrophic. But let's talk about it. What what is that? What is that catastrophic reaction? What is it? Uh, to be determined in another podcast. <laughs> Boom. That's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Aga Khan and Rachel Domino from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Monday for another episode of Fault Lines, the podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debates shaking up America. And if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, Fault Lines is now up on this new uh, app and website called YouTube. So if you want to see our smiling faces, check out the NSI page on YouTube. Boom.